Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome to Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. Indeed, the final proper Monday show of the 2022-23 Scottish football season. There will be an award show. It's been recorded, I think, simultaneously with this one, potentially. But we will be reviewing the last weekend of uh, domestic football, where we had a fairly predictable Scottish Cup final and then an absolutely chaotic uh, playoff final, which is, I guess, what you've come to expect from those matches. So we thought we'll just go through it chronologically, get the boring one out of the way, and then spend the bulk of our time talking about uh, about the big one. So I am joined today, uh, fresh from Kirkcaldy, uh, it's Sean McGuigan. Hello there. And fresh out of Glasgow, not anymore. You don't live in Glasgow, but you've never really lived I, in Glasgow for. I ever. know I have. I did. Oh, have I, it. It. I don't know why that. I was like, why? <laughs> I, I I never planned these, and then I'm like, you you you're uh, you're from Lothgar these days. I, well, yeah, I'm from Lothgar these days, but I'm a Mogai boy, so hence why I, you know I'm not that much of a Glory Hunters for supporting Rangers. I just want to make that clear. Like I'm, you know, I'm not. I shouldn't support like the Lothgar Rose really. I, I, I have a legitimate reason to support Rangers. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, and uh, with that fantastic introduction, we might as well just get <laughs> get onto football. Yeah, I do this. I do this for a living. You never foot. know it. You never know it. Uh, the, the difference being, I usually prepare the stuff that I'm going to talk to people about. Um, right, so we're going to talk about um, Saturday's Scottish Cup final, where Celtic defeated Inverness Caledonian Thistle by three goals to one. And, and I don't know what you guys thought, but for me. It kind of summed up Celtic at Hamden this season, where they they did win the game, but they were also like vaguely disappointing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like I think they probably played well in the League Cup final, but apart from that, they've not really 
they've certainly not shot the lights out in any of the um, in any of the games. And and yeah, I, I thought they were Celtic certainly the first half and but to be honest, most of the second half quite poor. But yeah, obviously they just played to their played to the level, I suppose. And I mean, there was no question. It, it, you know, it's not a slight on Cali Thistle, but they, they weren't playing in a way that they were ever going to. Uh, win the game <laughs> because they, they had uh, albeit they, they were like, relatively composed in, in possession I thought when sort of trying to play through the press they got to a certain point like maybe sort of 30 yards from their own goal and there's just nothing on um, so the ball just obviously goes back to Celtic at that point and you know, the, 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 another attack starts so it, it felt that as soon as Celtic sort of could be arsed they would score and they did, and you know, uh, the game was never really uh, in doubt. Apart from that brief sort of five minute spell at the end, um, but even after, even then, you know, when, obviously when when Calathis was scored, it's like they barely touched the ball after that. So, uh, yeah, not 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 a, a, a classic Scottish Cup final by any stretch. Yeah, it was funny. Like I'd, I'd uh, when when Fowler was looking for people to to kind of discuss what had happened over the weekend, I'd said that I would uh, definitely be watching. Uh, Ross County Patrick Thistle so, so could absolutely help out there then he said well, we'll probably wrap that up with a, a Scottish Cup final uh, could could you could you still help out there and I, I suddenly realised not only was I going to have to watch all of the Scottish Cup final I was actually going to have to pay attention to it which absolutely wasn't in my plans uh, over the weekend <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing was like I, like what did I want to happen so obviously I wanted Inverness Cali to win failing that bearing in mind Wraith Rovers haven't beaten them since the year 2000 which is something like 32 attempts I was also absolutely okay if Celtic beat them by 9 like I would have been fine with that and anywhere anything that happened in between those two points would have been thoroughly disappointing so I suppose I suppose mm. I got the worst of both worlds and I suppose what was even what was even worse and, and amongst that was there was points during the game that I was like you know something Inverness maybe have a tiny, tiny squeak of a chance here, which is probably like after about half an hour, I thought, you know something, everything, see in terms of that, that kind of game, if, if you're Inverness, you need Celtic to have an off game. You need to have all of your kind of defensive unit and midfielders to be organised and strong and do exactly what they needed to do. Uh, but after that, you need somebody who can drag you up the park 40, 50 mm. yards at a time. You need yeah. to win set pieces in the final third. You need to have strikers that can feed off scraps. And in terms of the forward play, they never really had that. And, and the, the wee kind of times where I thought, mm, maybe they've got a wee bit of a chance, which was just before half time, then Celtic scored. Then maybe after about half an hour, 65 minutes, I was like, Inverness have done okay, the second half. Then Celtic scored again. The then when Inverness went 2-1, I'm like, well... Let's go for it. Go. <laughs> and then Celtic went 3-1. So it was it was ultimately disappointing. But the fact that it was the fact that it wasn't a classic, the fact that there probably wasn't too much to talk about, probably like warrants a compliment for how Inverness approached yeah. the game and how they played it out, I suppose. Yeah. I agree with that. I thought like if you're Billy Dodds and you are setting up your, your tactics before the game, I think he got exactly what he was hoping for to happen in terms of how mm much they stifled Celtic. Celtic in the first period up to that goal didn't really have a meaningful chance, I wouldn't have said. Like they they'd No. Obviously they didn't have a shot it. at all for like twenty minutes or so. Like it was actually it was a long time before they had any effort whatsoever. Yeah, and, and Inverness weren't threatening them, but at the same time you're like, well, if you can keep doing that for another forty minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, suddenly you know, all it takes is like some somebody to fall over or like mm. a clearance to accidentally bounce over Joe Hart's head and, and you could win the cup but uh, it never happened and I think you're probably right that 
the execution tactically was right, and the players. And I don't, I don't mean it as a blame on the players. It's just that several of them are probably not quite good enough to execute what would have taken that the next step. Probably what St Mirren did to Celtic, because St Mirren have got slightly better players in Inverness, which is why they're mm-hmm. sick from the Premiership and not sick from the Championship. Yeah. And um, somebody like Jay Henderson, a St Mirren player, was funnily enough. Um, Probably the player that they would have hoped might have been able to drag him up the park just with the mm-hmm. running. And they might have hoped Mackay could have done what he can do against championship teams and even probably quite poor premiership teams in terms of holding the ball up. But Celtic's defence and Celtic's team is just slightly too good for that to be that that yeah. to have happened. Um yeah. Aye, there's a massive there's a there's a massive difference in terms of Billy Mackay having a good season against central defenders like Tom Lang. But then asking them to try and do something similar against Carol Starfelt, who 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 isn't Celtic's best centre half, but regardless, it's just a, a, a massive step up. And it was interesting mm. listening to to Billy Dodds before the game because what he described was almost almost entirely what panned out. So he was like, "Okay, so you need to make it difficult for them. You don't want to defend uh, just in front of your eighteen yard box. However, sometimes you like you, you don't really have that option. That's just what you have to do." And it's a fine balance in terms of trying to uh, get at this Celtic team, and that's that. That was the second part of what they weren't able to do, and mm. that, that wasn't unexpected in any in any shape or form, unfortunately. But they didn't fall into the trap, I think, of like packing the box. It wasn't mm-hmm. like just stick everyone behind the ball and hoof it clear. As as you said, and they were still trying. To, they were trying to play out of the space. Mm-hmm. It was just that they got, you know, they maybe got through the Celtic front line and then. Mm-hmm. Players would yeah, get the ball. had nothing on, and they had no, and then, and then. So I, I thought like it, there was not that not that it is now of any value whatsoever, given that the Ange Postecoglou won't be Celtic manager tomorrow, probably. Um, right. It was a little blueprint as to how you might have got something off of his Celtic team, um, but it's like like providing the blueprint after the house has already been built, or um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not right, not quite a perfect analogy. It would be like. Yeah, yeah. No, How to plan in the explosion of a building after the building has already fallen down? Um, yes, but yes. Nonetheless, but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, it was. I thought like because someone like Billy McKay, obviously you're not gonna. Like, you know, he's al- almost the Galatasaray's record goal scorer. Uh, he, he, obviously, you're not gonna not play him, and it's not that they had a better option that they could have played anyway. But he's just not really the type of striker that you would have wanted in that. You know, you want you want probably someone much worse at football than him, but that could run all day. And just you know, maybe just get a bit of luck. You know, you want like a you know, an Ayunga or a Curtis Main, you know, somebody of that that kind of ilk or uh, that you know, that maybe could have just caused something to happen just through sort of running the channels, but they you know, they just they didn't have any players like that and ultimately they just weren't able to hurt Celtic at all. Um, is there anything? I mean, I, I'm I'm really struggling for things to talk about in this game because I mean, I sat down and I, I did. I mean, I was going to watch it anyway, but I was probably going to watch it. I was at, I, we we were at a, a three year old's birthday party um, before uh, before the game. So thank you for Ian Maxwell for uh, delaying the kickoff so that I could uh, could get back home to watch it. Um, and um, I, I was obviously like just would have sat down, kind of half watched it, but even watching it and thinking, "I what am I going to talk about in the podcast?" I'm like, "Oh, yes, Celtic are much better than Inverness." Congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, the I was very amused at the the constant hyperbole in the BBC commentary that was entirely yeah. unjustified for what was happening. Like they, they it was in in, yeah. in pretending the crowd were like so fired up for for <laughs> what they weren't um, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. all of Celtic's- I think what I think what did annoy me a bit 
uh, is the like maybe technically it's correct how about this whole uh, world record for the amount of trebles that they've won but then and again I could be wrong here I don't think there's too many countries in the world have two cup competitions so there's probably not there's probably not too many countries that they're up against in terms of providing world records for trebles yeah I think it's the UK countries I think will have it and then France did have a league cup but, um, right, so again, it's like equivalent of six nations. Yeah, well, yeah, well, basically, I don't know. There's probably other countries, but yeah, it feels a bit because otherwise, yeah, if you are a Romanian team, uh, the only way you're winning the treble is if you if you win the Champions League or win a European trophy, which uh, mm. isn't isn't hugely likely for um, you know Stoya Bucharest mm. or whatever it is. They, they did do it once, um, but uh, I I know what you mean. It feels like people like to make up records and there to be records and it's like it's a bit like when um, they're talking about the number of trophies I think Rangers claim that they've won the most trophies of any club in the world or at least they did it's the same thing because you're comparing to clubs that <laughs> you've got play, less play opportunity less. Yeah. yeah well uh, yeah. yeah I think uh, obviously the whole point of the record is it's just more than Rangers so that's enough um, I don't know if you need to put the whole world record thing on it I suppose what I mean, in terms of the two clubs, Celtic win the cup, Celtic win the treble. Their umpteenth treble in recent years, and that's listen. The fact that they can keep that going is is, is very impressive. Uh, I, I do think, in terms of the the two clubs and where they go from this, yes, Celtic now could are potentially going to be looking for a manager. In terms of an S, I kind of feel that's a more interesting mm. story because I, I I thought that when they exited this tournament initially and the fact that they finished mid-table in the championship the fact that you're looking at their uh, kind of financial results in, in recent years mm. I, I genuinely thought that Inverness might be in a, a wee bit of trouble in, in terms of going forward I think this this plugs a big hole I, I, I do think what is probably uh, interesting from here on is do they do they give Billy Dodds a, another contract mm. because I know fans are probably on the fence in terms of whether he deserves a new one, and then how many of these players, certainly they're better players that they can keep, and mm-hmm. then whether they still have, although they've obviously managed to, to plug a big hole, whether they have a decent budget in terms of strength in next season and uh, going for the playoffs. Because obviously Robbie Dees is, uh, is gone. He's, he's signed for Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Scott Allardyce, who... I thought he had a very good game on Saturday. He hasn't had his, his best season, I didn't think, in the middle of the park, but I do think he's very good at, at protecting the back four. Uh, I think he's out of contract, so he might move on. So it'll be interesting to see where Inverness go in terms of Billy Dodds and mm. uh, squad-wise for, for next season and over the summer. Mm. I, I, I can't decide on Billy Dodds. I find him a very odd... Because I thought he was going to be a, a disastrous appointment, but then actually Same. last last season there was a spell where I thought, Do you know what, they could win the league... And then, like, sorry, not like the season before this one. And then um, this season, it felt like they did have a quite ridiculous injury list in that period. And and actually, after they kind of after they got reinstated into the cup, it basically was like a sliding doors for theirs and Queens Park seasons because they kind of both seemed mm-hmm. to plot, yeah. and, plot, and then and then, but for obviously the the last day of the season against Air United was their first defeat in a long time, but it was enough to to take them not even out just out of the top four but down to sixth in the league but on uh, another day they would have been back in the playoffs again and for Inverness that's not that bad but at the same time it's, mm-hmm. it's 
kind of par and yeah he seems yeah. to have rubbed fans up the wrong way a wee bit at times and, and it's not I don't know how appealing a job it is though uh, well, that's what I was going to say because I, I know Fowler did a, I think it was Fowler did a podcast with a Cow Thistle fan maybe a month or two ago, and certainly the view then um, from from the chap I've uh, forgotten the name of apologies um, was that uh, you know that they would almost certainly be looking to move on from Dodds in the summer, but I wonder, I mean, I suppose is beating Falkirk in a semi final reason to keep him, like. A team you probably should. Well, I was you know. I think Falkirk maybe went into that slight favourites despite the difference in league uh, position. But you know, is that enough to hang your hat on Billy Dodds? Because in the uh, a creditable showing in the Scottish Cup final against the half hour Celtic, I don't know. I think. They, but then, yeah, who I, else do you get? I think they had a horrific injury record, and and if you oh. are if you're Billy Dodds and you're trying to justify why you deserve a, like if you want another contract at Inverness then that's what you turn to I had a horrendous injury record at the start of the season however despite that I was only a couple of points away from qualifying for the, the playoffs and I got to the Scottish Cup final and mm. you would imagine that that would be enough to, to get him a new deal like it, would, like it feels like that's enough to, to get him a new deal and even in terms of Inverness fans who say that he is tactically inept which has very much been something that's been, been thrown at him they didn't necessarily, and I know you, you don't necessarily look at one game in isolation, but in terms of watching them for 90 minutes against the best team in Scotland, they didn't look tactically inept on Saturday. So maybe if they'd had no even a, a kind of full quota of players mm-hmm. for the, the bulk of the season, maybe just one or two more, uh, then then maybe they would have gotten the top four. But no, I I think if he wants another con- another deal, if he's still interested in, in, in being there next season, I suspect they'll you'll get another contract. Whether that whether that, that pleases Inverness fans or not, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. And I think the the actual getting to the final and the money from that is probably very timely because I think there there would have it feels like Inverness say they're cutting their budget every year, but um it might have it might have been that they are now a wee bit protected from the you know, they might be able to be a build a competitive squad in terms of budget wise. Um which they may not have been able to do. So it's an interesting one. It's um, They're a strange club. You can never really put your finger on where they are. And they, they do seem to go through these spells where they, they have big winning runs and big losing runs, like more than other mm. clubs do. But um, yeah, uh, that, that I think getting to a Scottish Cup final is always a pretty big deal. And um, I mean, I've, I've been at one in my lifetime when I was eight. So, like, you know what I mean? And, and I support a club that's been in the top flight almost that entire time. So, it's um, it's a big deal. And yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he probably they should keep him if he wants to stay, like you. But I, I don't have a sense of what's going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah. Celtic obviously, Postecoglou presumably is going to be away up the road and um, or down the road to London and. We'll wait and see what happens there, but you can't really argue with what he's won. Like he's, he's literally won every single trophy he's entered um, domestically. No, 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 the Scottish Cup last season. No, sorry, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking he won <coughs> last year and he didn't. Uh, sorry, that's correct. He's won five out of the six trophies that he's entered. Yes. Sorry, uh-huh. that's weird. I thought I had that in my head, and I was like, I, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but nonetheless, he, he also really didn't do very much in Europe, and I don't get. Going straight into the Champions League is a, a blessing and a curse in a sense because you've always got the risk of not winning games, but I think they mm. didn't really do themselves justice in most of that campaign. Mm. 
they didn't yeah. do themselves justice in the, the in Europe last season at all. No. But they knocked out three competitions. Well, yeah, which is um, it's quite an achievement and um, mm. something. Yeah. It will happen to a few teams, but yeah, um, there's obviously a, a much it's a much better job that the person after him is inheriting than yeah. what he inherited, and, and that's got. I, I thought it was going to be a disaster, and, and I was I was wrong about that, <sighs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. At the same time, I think he's been over eulogised in terms of like, I think I think most Celtic managers would have beat this Rangers team over the last two years in in, in the league and winning the cups is, is not everyone can win a treble. It isn't like every manager goes and does it, but Celtic would have been favourites to win each of those competitions. So it's not like mm. some against the odds thing either. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be a podcast about who they appoint and the whole thing about that, so we won't touch on it more than that. But um, yeah. yeah, anything else to say on the cup final? Do you know something, else, the only thing I was going to say that I see in terms of it now becomes, uh, were you meaning that the Celtic job, when it becomes available, presuming it becomes available, is now in a, is now a better one to take than it was when he took it? Well, the... the- the clover in a better position, so it's a, it's I don't know. It doesn't make it. it it's a, it's one of the weird ones. It's like it was probably easier to take the Man United job after David Moyes than it was yes, after that's what Ferguson. I was say. But the clover yeah. in a better position, like the squad's yeah. better, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, he's going into yeah. a, straight into a Champions League campaign, etc. And um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think um, to touch on it, like Brendan Rodgers has been linked with it. I think he would be simultaneously the best option for Celtic in terms of who's available because he's a very good manager, but also um, the funniest because they uh, lost their shit when they left the first time and they'd have to kind of go back tail between their legs. So I, I would like to see that. Uh, I feel in that I would like to see someone absolutely terrible take the job. Mm. Um, uh, I, either either or. I mean, it so, will be interesting to see how how Krabbit Postacoglu gets uh, down in England oh, yeah, when he loses yeah. his mm. ninth league game of the season. Bearing in mind he seems quite quite crab it when he's lost one yes yeah that, that'll be the big uh, big sort of test of his does his sort of shtick work if you know does his sort of cult leader thing I mean I don't know if it's intentional but that's as we can see from the, the reaction amongst uh, certain Celtic fans of him leaving it is like you know he has a sort of cult leader thing going on up here I don't know if that will fly at Spurs so because um, it's uh, you know it's different I mean he had a, he obviously had a rocky start at Celtic um, and had Rangers started the last season better, then potentially he could have been out you know, quite quickly. But uh, they didn't, and you know he was still in there. And then obviously the improvement was pretty quick, and um, you know after that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Spurs aren't obviously in a great position. So, but I mean, it's an amazing job. There's, I think it's it's a massive leap to take, and it's it's impressive that you know, he's he's done so well at Celtic that he's got a chance at a job with like this because. I, I'm I'm surprised any manager in Scotland can get a job as big as that directly from from Scotland. To be honest, especially um, especially without having a profile in England and also not having achieved yeah, anything yeah. in Europe, which are yep. the two things that you know Gerard mm-hmm. had the profile in England that probably got him a job mm-hmm. bigger and than the European record and, and did well in Europe. And then mm-hmm. you know other other managers that if you if if he'd won something in Europe that might have been appealing. But yeah, that. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting for him, and the, and the thing is, it's quite cutthroat there in terms of like um like it was Nuno that went to Spurs and was gone in like ten weeks or something. It's not inconceivable that yeah. he could just turn up, rub people up the wrong way, lose a bunch of games and get bin, but he would still be better off for it financially. And I think he has yeah. to take the chance. He's he's not he's not going. This will be the last and only chance he'll get to manage a club that size. Um, 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, well, we move on then to... Yes. Um... A, a, a competition, the playoff final, pretty much always delivers, um, and, and it certainly did this year. Ross County, inconceivably, um, coming from behind to beat Partick Thistle three one, and then win uh, five four on penalties. I think it was um, incredible stuff. Like for a hundred and sixty minutes. Partick Thistle were incredibly comfortable. There looked like there was absolutely no doubt who was going to win that tie. And then they just crumbled uh, for probably mm. actually only 20 minutes because actually yeah. they were a better team in extra time as well. Yeah. But that was just enough for them to mm. uh, yeah. to, to have their, their dreams snatched away. Um, uh, yeah, there's so so many elements there. I mean, it was a bit of a, you know, the Dingwall screw job a wee bit because that was never a penalty. I'm sorry. That was because it was a foul. That's, I mean, that, but you know, I, I don't think like the, the first penalty decision, I don't think you can, um, I don't think that really matters. I mean, I think you can argue that either way, but I don't think it matters because this was scored quite quickly afterwards. But the the penalty that Brian Graham gave away, I mean, and, and that, it, it, but but from there, obviously, it's all part of this as well because they then did shite it. I mean, they, See, they I, did. I, I thought both were penalties. I know, I know. We'll maybe go through it in in order. Yeah, but I thought both were penalties. I, I thought, I, th- I thought, great. They're like Craig, Craig, you're yeah. better than me. But like, like his arm was away, and it almost went. And I'm, I'm not saying he, he, he intended it, but also he kind of flicked his arm at it, and and that might just be luck. That might be just or bad luck, but it like his arm was extended away, and they flicked it. So at the time, I thought, well, once I saw the replay, sorry, I thought, right, that probably is a penalty. It was really we were sitting. I would say I usually watch. Um, so it's myself like a saddle, which I suppose I'm. But I usually watch the football myself because nobody else in my house. I've got a, a wife who's not interested in football and a child who's not old enough to to be indoctrinated by me yet. So, hmm. um, but I was I was down at my my mum and dad yesterday. So me, and my dad, and my brother were watching it. And the Doherty one, I thought was a penalty. Like I said, oh, I think hmm. that's a penalty. And then the two of them, even when we were watching the replays back, were like, oh, I, I don't think so. And so I was like, oh, that's fair enough for that not to be given because there's clearly yeah, debate. Clearly, three, yeah. clearly Greg Aitken thought it was and Nick Walsh thought it wasn't. And, and fine, mm-hmm. that's that's entirely how VAR should operate. The Graham one is what I find annoying about VAR. Technically correct decision, I think, mm-hmm. but... I'm not even sure anyone really was after a penalty for that. I think there was maybe a bit of. Um, I thought maybe the county players were looking for a foul, um, like a, a grab. Yeah, they sort of um, fell in a heap. Yeah, they, um, mm-hmm. 
and and it seemed like yeah that that came up and, and Ross County have had um, three penalties um, all round about the exact same point in the game when they've been in the last against St Johnston they were two 0 down they got a handball penalty against Kelly they were two 0 down they got a I mean fair enough it was a penalty um, for Ash Taylor pool and then in that one they got it and it feels like they, they've um, they've certainly rode the luck a bit with those. Um, Nonetheless, as you say, not only not only in terms of like the the penalty gets scored and fair enough, and um, immediately from that kickoff, like part oh, of it, yeah. it's like, it's like <laughs> not not only are you giving them the ball, you're also like basically shining up in big flashing lights. We are completely rattled, rattled here because <laughs> yeah. it's like the ball just gets passed straight out of the park. Ross County get the throw in, and basically it's like bing bing bang and goal. And yeah. uh, at that point, you, you kind of saw the writing on the wall. But even after all that, like I don't remember a team missing so many guilt edge chances and doing it so badly. Like it wasn't even like just like you know forcing Ross Lebo to make saves. Everything was getting skied and lashed over the bar. Um, and I think it was like at least three different players because Brian Graham definitely had one, Danny Mullen definitely had one, and Stuart mm-hmm. Barrigan definitely yeah. had one. Yeah, his was the worst of the lot because that oh, was. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the end of the game. That that's game over. If you well, you never know with these, but. Um, mm-hmm. It's, so I find it hard even and I think Thistle fans will probably seem to really point at officials because like, even if you got a wee <laughs> yeah, a wee, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they could not have been presented with more chances and it must be so frustrating because I think and Crystal and probably made a mistake in terms of um, not showing up a wee bit more but mm-hmm. he did try, he put Bannigan on he just happened to have an absolute stinker yeah. and he I, I, I was wondering about uh it was interesting to see when I went to so, so I've, I've spoken uh, like I've been impressed by Chris Doolan. Well, it's been impossible not to be impressed by Chris Doolan because his record has been has been so good but obviously in, see in terms of watching it for 90 minutes when the game isn't going well so generally I've only ever watched well everybody has only watched Chris Doolan when things have been going well but it was interesting watching him when I went to, well, certainly when I went to 3-2 because I went from 3-1 to 3-2 so quickly. And, like, maybe that's how he is all the time, but he just seemed, like, it seemed like there was nothing going on. And then yeah. you think to yourself, right, so what's happening? What's happening internally mm. here? Are you panicking? Are you thinking about things? You're not talking to anybody. You're not doing anything. You've brought in a sub that, okay, that might work. What I would say is, though, because at the time I was like, right, your, your players seem dead on your feet, or dead on their feet. Are you leaving on Brian Graham to take a penalty because he looks like he's goosed? His penalty record isn't great, but then as much as I've kind of spoken about how Patrick Thistle have a wee bit strength and depth compared to other championship teams this season, see in terms of the, the players that he didn't bring on, like actually, like like he could have brought on Cammy Smith, he could have brought on Anton Dowds, he could have brought on Lee Hodgson. Or would you have wanted to bring those guys on? I maybe I suppose if if, if the guys are, are absolutely knackered, but the rest of the bench was was pretty much young players, so maybe they didn't have too many options. But I just felt there was, it felt like there was a wee bit inactivity from Doolin. But maybe I'm maybe I'm being harsh. I don't know. I, I was surprised because I thought like players like Hodgson have done it a lot. I think I think he played for for Kelly in a playoff. I think he played in that. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, I could be getting. On. I think he might have played for us in the um, two thousand. Falkirk one. Falkirk one. Um, so yeah. Players that have been there and done it. Anton Dowds has been around a lot. Like these guys, may just have had that wee extra. 
you're, you're, you know, you're not throwing. I mean, Ross kind of had to throw in a boy for literally his debut, um, yeah. just just because of injuries and stuff. They weren't in that position, like and that and that did feel like a failing. But at the same time, I find it difficult to judge him harshly because I think what he did would have won them the match, like mm. ninety nine yeah, times right. out of a hundred. Like it was just like a complete freak. Uh, and I know also. another thing I would say, and, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to be dismissive of what of what uh, Patrick Thistle have achieved over the last uh, few weeks, because there's, there's obviously been this thing where they've finished fourth, and it's the first time that they've got to a mm. final. And it, obviously, at, at one point on Sunday, it very much looked like they were going to get promoted to the Premiership <clears throat> without without looking back and checking. I can't imagine there's too many times where the team that's finished fourth compared to everybody else that they could potentially face and ultimately did face are in such terrible form. Like see when mm. those see when those playoff spots were decided, when when Patrick Thistle uh, managed to kind of elbow their way into fourth, at that point I was like, right, they're reaching the final. I didn't mm-hmm. fancy Patrick Thistle to stop them. They were in poor form. Air Air haven't won too many games since about November. Uh mm-hmm. they also they also had the benefit of Akinyemi not being fit for the first leg and then getting sent off in the second leg. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not sure to be dismissive because part of this were brilliant across those four games and they were excellent. And uh, the first leg against Ross County, again, another team who've been in terrible form. But in terms of this, oh, fourth place. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt like everything was set up for them. And I don't think, like, obviously this is going to smart and this is going to hurt for them and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great summer for their fans. And there might be that... that Maybe players depart over the summer. I would expect to do, but I think this is a huge opportunity for yeah. mm-hmm. for for, Patrick, for, for yeah. any team that finishes fourth and and be in good form to get promoted. But for Thistle, this felt like a a a, a golden opportunity mm-hmm. that they've kind of let slip through their fingers. Right, and yeah. then you've got Dundee United coming down, and the Palace yeah. coming up, and the league is probably going to be stronger. And, and yeah. yeah, you've sensed like mm-hmm. I mean, maybe United will be a shambles, and, and I think. Like you don't know, but yeah, I, I was quite. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't like or dislike or anything particular. So I go back and forward with it. But I was almost felt a bit disappointed for them yesterday, and I didn't really yeah. expect to feel like that. But it felt like this was a team that I wanted to see step up, mm-hmm. and I think most of the players would have hung around for the Premiership, and yeah. now most of the players won't as well. Um, yeah. I think. Doherty's probably got his only shot at playing the top flight. Tiffany will probably attract enough interest. Turner will probably attract enough interest. Either, given that they're all in freeze, either from bottom half Premiership clubs or someone like Dundee United, United who will just be yeah. able to blow them out of the water financially. And that um, that will be a worry for them. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, what else do we, what else do we go through? I think... The Ross County team, I was very surprised not to see Simon Murray starting again. Um, mm. Because Alex Samuel, I didn't really think he'd done much. Yeah, what, Alex Samuel is a very difficult player to get my head around. He he sort of, he, he looks a wee bit like a, like a professional wrestler, I think. But like, but not one of the, like, the American ones, like one of the sort of knockoff UK ones. Maybe like an NXT or something like that. And uh, back in the day... and. But he, I mean, he's he's all action, but like a lot of the action's pretty pish. But he just seems to be involved a lot, and he saw. He, I mean, he was he was okay in the game, but they, yeah, they just I don't know. County are a difficult team to to watch. I think. Like, I just think they're involved in a lot of bad games of football, 
Um, not this one, you know, this was you know, a cracking game of football, but not really because of them. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 Thistle would have been a better, I mean, I'm sorry, Thistle would have been better in the league than, than uh, County. So I want Thistle to come up for that reason. Um, uh, but uh, sadly, that's it's not uh, decided in that way. So, uh, yeah, uh, the County just, I don't think, really deserve to stay up over the piece, over the season for employing Malky Mackay. Lots of reasons, and yet, you know, there they are because uh, yeah, that's okay. Because even the third goal, the you know, Bannigan has it. I mean, obviously, it's not not, not the best corner to have in an in injury time, but he did have the ball in a corner, and instead of just trying to maybe win a throw in like right beside, or he was obviously scared of giving away a long throw. Uh, I presume, and that's why he just sort of lumped the ball at the park so aimlessly, and then you know, Thistle are sort of a bit disorganized, and you know, two seconds later, it's in the back of the net. So, yeah, just um, it was a that's a real. Real sore one. You had to chuckle at the Thistle fans though, because that was very funny. Yeah, because it, it was a, it was a sudden like over that period from being absolutely bouncing and the place was rocking to the, yeah. just a very quick descent to like panic to then sheer disappointment. It is like a, yeah. it doesn't matter which club it is. That's going to be uh, yeah amusing. Be um, and they they probably make themselves quite easy targets because they're not un, they're not unlikable as a support, but they're also like quite. Um, Quite appropriate victims of mm. parody, I think, and of um, yeah, yes, yeah. They, they they had they had quite a bit of hubris, I felt, coming into this, and maybe most of it was yeah. It's not a bad. It wasn't a bad hubris in the sense that they weren't very good in flying in all these games, but mm. uh, um, and actually, like for I thought the Ross County crowd were pretty quiet for the whole game, but they, they did get into a wee bit, and then that the pitch invasion at the end was quite cool. Like, so, you know, the pictures and stuff, it, like, it looked it looked class, and mm. I, I do not understand people who get, like, po-faced about this. It's like, how how is how is um, the Premiership team staying up and saying we're going to be in the Premiership next season somehow magically different to the Championship team being I, in the Premiership uh, next season? Yeah. I, I always think the uh, the old celebrating too hard uh, stick is always, uh, always the, the last vestige of a real loser. But but see in terms of see in terms of Ross County, so so bear in mind that I I I I very rarely uh, come on podcasts to talk about uh, big boys football. So I, I haven't watched too much of Ross County. I did watch them play against Kilmarnock. Uh, I thought they were dreadful. I, oh, I yeah. thought they were absolutely dreadful from uh, back to front. Watched bits of the the first leg. Thought they were terrible. Uh, thought they could have lost by more. And I, th- I think ultimately mm. that's where Patrick Thistle lost it. Although they, they, yep. to be fair, they could have scored more in the second leg. <laughs> but yep. uh, if you'd you know the you know the kind of non McDonald uh, skit where he's talking about all the stars. Mm. See if you chucked in a couple of Ross County players in between uh, Beardy Man and Dax Flame. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to pick them out. See if you chucked in. Uh, yeah. See if you chucked in Ben Puddington. I, I wouldn't be able to pick him out. But I suppose, and I, again, I, I could be I could be totally barking up the wrong tree here. But the fact that they've managed to stay up with a team. That looks really bad. To, to see, mm. see what you mentioned earlier about uh, about Alex Samuel, I, I just think he's terrible. I, yeah, I think well. he is. I, I think when the ball goes to him, it's where good moves go to, go to die. <laughs> essentially, he has yep. he has the arse of John McGinn, but mm. rather than him, rather than him allowing it to, to to kind of squeeze past other players, it just weighs him back. <laughs> I, I I thought it was poor. Like, I, I know he had the assist. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's playing up front with Jordan White. Like yeah. they just look, they looked rubbish. And you're right in terms of that, like Simon Murray didn't start. I, I find that, I find that surprising. Not because I, I particularly think Simon Murray is a, a Premiership caliber forward. 
that compared to Jordan White and Alex Samuel, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think he's better. And I think when I've seen him coming on, I think he provides a far better outlet. I think he is a better finisher, albeit not a particularly great one. I think he's a better link man. And the fact mm-hmm. that he hasn't been starting recently, I, I find confusing. However, albeit I'd, I've not watched too many Ross County games, but I was... And I've I've been surprised at, at how bad they are, and the fact that they managed to finish above Dundee United, my goodness! Well, I think I mean you were saying you were saying about a team that didn't deserve to stay up. I think you could easily argue that the entire bottom four of the mm-hmm. Premiership this season were offensively bad. Um, so probably an argument for just sending four down and just just sending. Dundee. In fact, I mean, would you even send Dundee up? I'm not sure, but like, no. um, but the um, yeah, nonetheless. It, it, I was, I was, I mean, I, I, it's, it's very pathetic thing to do, but I'm always sitting at this time of year, like counting out, like which teams I'm a pretty confident Kelly will finish ahead of next season. Hmm. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, oh no, but I was thinking Thistle, or, or for me, were a certainty. Like I think they would have, um, they would have stuck with the same squad and, and would have done okay, but probably finished eleventh or twelfth. And I had, uh, I think Livingston might struggle next season, and I was like, in, hmm. in Dundee, I, I would always fancy, right. and I'm like, right, that's. Giving me a wee bit of hope, and Ross County are just a team. You're almost in the top six, yeah. Well, exactly. You just need, to, yeah. So hopefully, St. Mirren drop off, and before you know it, St. Johnston, Stephen McLean. You know, who, who the heart support? I mean, Celtic Rangers, maybe we're going to win the league, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but the Ross County are one that are really hard to put a finger on. Mm. They, they finished top six last season. They finish above us most of the time, to be honest, and we also never win in Dingwall. Um, I, I did see it happen. Mm basically a decade ago now but it's real that we do that mm-hmm. whereas like Fur Hill is a happy hunting ground for us and I was like from that point of view selfishly as well it's just it's not an ideal outcome um, but mm. at the same time the 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 achievement I mean fair play mm. to them to be able to come back from that and also to hold on there when Thistle didn't in that penalty shootout because well, most most of no. them held on there was like yes, Keith Watson certainly didn't but um, that penalty is too funny to be in the winning side I mean come on that was, he, he almost cleared the stand I mean it's obviously not the biggest stand in the world to clear but nonetheless like very nearly cleared it and uh, yeah for your captain to miss in that kind of circumstance they really I thought that I mean Definitely thought at that stage that's what we're gonna gonna win it, but uh, but no. Um, even uh, uh, it, even though even though County scored the first three, I was like, right, okay. But the thing is, so like I saw Danda scored like took a brilliant mm. penalty against Kelly. I goes right, yeah, so presumably did, yeah. again without without really looking in there. Goes right, presumably Danda is a is a penalty taker. Then uh, it was Simon Money mm. forward. You would expect Jordan White, not necessarily expect to score his penalty, but he was the forward. That was a really Even good penalty though, he took, actually. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Him. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was going to say pleasantly surprised. I was just surprised at how, <laughs> yeah. how well he took it. But then after that, I was like, right, well, like who's taking a penalties now? Is there anybody? Is there anybody else in your team that's confident with taking penalties? And then was it Baldwin that stepped forward? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was it saved? Did he have a saved? And then. Yeah. Then obviously Watson, and it was, it was quite funny because like Watson had had a couple of chances in the game, and I think when he'd had the chance in the first half, and Ian Crocker said that he hadn't scored the goal for four years. So see when he strode forward, I was like, oh dear, I'm not. Uh, I, I, I know penalties are slightly different from scoring goals. Like maybe he scored in a penalty shootout. I have no idea. Maybe he scores penalties in training. I have no idea. But the fact that he'd specifically mentioned that Watson hasn't scored the goal in four years, I was like, right. There's no way you're scoring this. I didn't expect it to go so far over the bar, but I had no confidence in him. Uh, but there was, there was just a point where 
like was it three in a row that were missed? And it was like, my goodness, this, this is going on all night. So fair play to fair play to Sims who took a very what was presumably a very stressful penalty, and presumably he he never obviously didn't stick his hand up for the first five, but it was an excellent penalty. He he uh, to be fair to him was was quite good when he came on. Like I I not not really a big fan. In general, like I think he doesn't. He's another one of these players, like like all the stars yeah. type guys. He, he's, he's been at, he's been there a while, but he's barely played. But um, mm-hmm. I thought his energy made a big difference when they brought him on down down that side, and he was getting back and defending a lot because he had to do a lot of defending in extra time. Um, yep. And I thought he was quite good. And and that's the thing. Like I think you can't question the um, commitment of those players across both legs because the amount of things they flung themselves in front of in that. Um, that first leg, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned it on the podcast that we did on that, and then the same again. Like they stuck to it. I thought they were going to fall apart because they fell apart against Kelly. We just packed it in when um, mm-hmm. if they had ever unpacked it in the first place. But um, they stuck with it even when they did go behind and they were they, they weren't doing anything, but they were still slinging balls into the box and all the rest of it, which is obviously where the the penalty came from. And like yeah, it's hard to grudge a bunch of players who put everything in and, and managed to have the, the bottle and the guts to fight back. Like, mm-hmm. fair play to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But see, with the... I was thinking, about, to go back to Barry Thistle, like, to, to what extent should Ian McCall be blamed for Barry Thistle not being promoted? Because so, it did look to me like... That that does look to me like the best team in the championship. And it didn't win so the I'd, So I'd, I said at the start of the season that I thought that it was certainly between Partick Thistle and Dundee, and I, I thought Partick had slightly more quality about their squad than Dundee did. And I actually thought the first game of the season might have had a bearing on it. Obviously, mm. it did. Uh, Partick yeah. Thistle won 3 2 at Dens Park. Ultimately, it didn't matter. Uh, Dundee had been far more consistent. Partick Thistle had key injuries at points in the season. So I know mm. Tiffany was out for a while. I think Holt was out for a while. And without those players, like they did struggle. However, I do think that Ian McCall put together that I think his recruitment was very good, mm. but I think how he managed that team and how he set them out and the, the performances and the results that he got, even setting aside the, the injuries, weren't good enough. And I, I think I, I'm not saying he was sacked too late or he was relieved of his duties a bit late mm. uh, and being made a hand just after Ibrox so at the time it almost yeah. felt a bit weird <laughs> it did. but yeah. it also felt like it was coming and I think if it had happened sooner and I, I'm, I'm not saying it should have happened sooner but I think if it had happened maybe the month before and Doolin had come in I practically still might have won the league because it wasn't very much between those top four teams at all and I don't think McCall done a very good job this season uh, but you know, something it's like it's you, you can say that about anything in terms of uh, it's all ifs, ifs, buts, and maybes. But I do think that the you saw what this Patrick Thistle team was capable of once Doolin come in. So maybe if he'd come in a bit a bit sooner, but never mind. They they lost a three goal lead to twenty minutes ago, and that's funny. <laughs> yes, indeed. And they say, uh, yeah, I feel like it's with these things. You always, they always talk about, oh, you know, having another game to to follow up from it and being able to bounce back really quickly. And it's like, no, you've not got another game for well, well it's Scottish football's about three weeks, but still, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've you've not got anything until the League Cup in in early July. So you're suddenly um, having to dwell on this for a long time. 
What, what, um, I suppose what will be interesting is, so what we've already seen is, I think, albeit it's, it's quite a small uh, a small sample size, is that he has certainly been able to get more out of the squad than McCall is. Uh, I suppose now what might be key is, that we haven't seen is, what is his recruitment like? Mm-hmm. Because I think they will lose key players, but if his recruitment's good, then then yes, Patrick Thistle could be in the equation for winning the league because I, I think Dungeon United will be absolute muck again. So uh, you, you never know. Maybe they'll have a brilliant season next season. Um, anything else to add on on this? I think we've we've extended, given that we're only talking about two games to get through yeah. forty five minutes is quite impressive. So well done to the three of us. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for, for sticking with us through the entire season. As I said, there will be a, um, a season awards show that's been recorded in, in person tonight, I think. Um, four, four people on that, I can't remember who, but four of them, Tony, Fowler, two others maybe. Telfer. Telfer, Amy, maybe. Amy, I yeah. Yes. Um, That'll be that'll be good fun, I'm sure. Um, and then we'll have um, probably some coverage of this. Well, we will have some coverage of the Scotland games that are still coming up in the next couple of weeks. Some season previews, it's uh, reviews, previews. They all roll into one at this point because the summer does last about two weeks, and plenty of other stuff coming on the Patreon over the summer. I think the main shows usually take a wee a wee short break um, in that period. So if you're wanting to keep up with the content over the summer. Uh, the place to do that is uh, patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast where for as little as two pounds per month you can uh, get an amount of content that you should really be costing you a lot more than two pounds per month because it's about a hundred podcasts it feels like um that's not a that's not a guarantee or a promise but it's lots and lots it's almost too much at times um and for a fiver you can get even more um we are about to go over and record a team of the year, um, but the, the, as as always, a, a little twist where you can only pick a single player from each club. Um, so that will be what we'll be doing now. And uh, uh, I would just say good night to Sean. Good night. And good night to Ewan. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.